Uh, before we begin the podcast today, I just want to mention that there's some initial uh, audio glitches during the podcast, and I just want to say sorry in advance for this. Thank you. Enjoy. to the Battleborn Leafs podcast. I'm here with uh, part-time host, Ethan Dubay. How are you doing today, Ethan? I'm perfect, thank you. All right, well, last time we recorded, it was actually before the first regular season game, and now we're standing here. The Leafs are 2-4-1 and one after an awful start to the season. Uh, Ethan, let's start off this show with how you feel right now about this team. Very drastic, you know. I don't really know what's going on. You know, Sheldon Keith and coaches, players. It's very drastic. How do you feel, Josh? Well, we started off the season on the right foot. We had a win against the Canadians, 2-1 to one at home. Uh, then we went on the road to take on the Senators, where we suffered a 3-2 defeat at the Canadian Tire Centre. Uh, that was a game that I wasn't really happy with the way the Leafs played after opening night. I thought that they should have had four out of four points there. Um, then we also had the home game against Ottawa on the Saturday where we got the victory in that one, 3-1, to one, which was a must-win at that point because uh, in a division as tight as the Atlantic this year, uh, the Leafs need to take as many points as they can from teams like the Senators, who are expected to be near the bottom in this division. Um, then we had the Rangers come to town, which is the first American team to come to the city. Uh, the Rangers are a good team. Uh, they're in the Metro. They're on the bubble playoff spot right now. They're in that area. Um, they're not a team that's expected to be at the top of the league this year, but they do have high-quality talent. Players like Panarin, Zibanejad, Hedl, and Shesterkin, and Adam Fox, the uh, Norris winner. So uh, that was a close game, overtime loss, 2-1. to one. Uh, It was kind of, you know, the first American team. Give them a pass. We look forward to Friday's game when San Jose came here. Uh, San Jose left with two points after playing a back-to-back less than 20 hours before uh, they won 5-3 to three in regulation. That was a defeat that I know myself I wasn't very happy with, even though uh, San Jose did come in hot. Ethan, how did you feel about the loss of San Jose? I don't know, man. Our superstars are just not performing, and it's uh, not good at all. So these guys need to pick it up, and uh, I don't know what we can do or what the coaches could do, what Dubas could do for them. How do you feel? Uh, it was definitely a defeat that uh, I didn't really like that much. So then they travel the next day to Pittsburgh, who uh, the Leafs in Pittsburgh haven't had the nicest, uh, you know, couple games there. They've lost by very big margins the last three times there. So we go into this game with, as Steve Dangle called them, the Penguinless Penguins, having no Crosby, no Jeff Carter, no Evgeny Malkin, no Chris Letang, no Brian Rust which is pretty much almost all of their power play one, actually, besides Jake Gensel switching with Carter. Um, the Leafs managed to get absolutely blown out in that one. 7-1 to the Penguins without any other big firepower besides Jake Gensel. Uh, that was a defeat that left a bad taste, and I think every single person who watches this team's mouth. Losing 7-1 to a team with that many players out is unacceptable. And that is an awful showing from a team that has such high hopes going into this year. 
and this is just a terrible way to start off the season after last year's playoff run. Uh, Ethan, what do you want to say about that awful loss to the Penguins? I don't know, man. They basically lost to an AHL team 7-1, blown out. It's very awful to think about it at the end of the day. Superstars not performing. Mitch Marner, maybe two points in total after all these games. It's kind of drastic, you know? It's a hard topic to talk about. Yep. And then we head over uh, on the Monday night as we're recording this. We are 20 minutes after the loss to the Hurricanes. They lose 4-1 to one in regulation. Um, honestly, to get my thoughts on this one right after the game, I, I'm, I'm a little down on this. Uh, I had such high hopes going into the year with this team. Guys like Nick Ritchie, uh, Michael Bunting, as you guys have listened to the first couple podcasts, you know I was extremely high on those guys. Uh, this team did not have the start that I projected. I thought that this team was going to come out blazing. I thought that they were going to, you know, kind of set the tone of this Leafs team moving forward. But actually, it went the opposite. And now we sit here on Monday night with a 2-4-1 record uh, with the Leafs after, you know, this game after game of disappointment. It's asking a lot of people what's the like what's wrong like the elephant in the room here if you're listening to this what's wrong with this maple leafs team um there's not exactly one mistake or one issue that we can just pinpoint like leafs teams in the past uh this just looks like a whole group effort like this looks from top to bottom a problem whether that be mental uh the players uh, caliber or whatever's going on there is a serious problem here and it needs fixing now because these are points that when we get into late April, we're going to wish we had. So the least right now, Ethan, are 26th in goals, averaging two goals a game. The Leafs are averaging 2.0 goals a game. The team that has most of its cap space spent on offensive players is averaging two goals a game. This is a script we see far too often in the postseason. And now we're seeing this in the regular season. This team has been called a regular season merchant for years on and years on now. And this is frustrating because this is the time where as a Leafs fan, you know, the regular season, it's kind of been good to us. We've won games. We've been at the top of the standings. But now, we don't, we're, now we're not even getting this. From guys like Mitch Marner, from guys like John Tavares, four points combined together is absolutely disgusting. All right, four points from those two. Those are supposed to be your, you know, your B and C level stars. Matthews A, obviously, and then I can put Nylander at D. That is your top franchise right there, your franchise core on the forwards. Everyone loves calling them the big four. Guess what? There is no big four right now, ladies and gentlemen. There is no big four on this team. Hardly even a one. The, the most standout player has been Jason Spezza, and why? Because he's basically playing for free. That guy is playing for the Leafs for absolutely nothing compared to what the big four is. And this guy's out here second on the team with points. Second. After tonight, I think he actually might be third. But still, that's disgusting. The Leafs, this is where it gets interesting, though. They are actually ranked fifth in shots this year so far. Through the, through the seven games, they're, they're actually fifth. So the problem is not the shooting. Then, if you scroll down a little more, 
on Natural Stat Trick, which is my favorite website if you're looking at advanced analytics like I do, their face-off percentage is actually 56.5, which is second in the league, second in the National Hockey League. Can you believe that, Ethan? Second? It's crazy to think about, you know? Jason Spezza, David Kampf, even Austin Matthews has really stepped up with his center play and winning face-offs, and that's something Babcock didn't really like from him um, was his face-off winning percentage, but seemingly he turned that around big time. So this team can win face-offs, meaning they're getting the puck back. They are getting possession of the puck, but the results are just not coming. So we look over this power play, which was awful last year again. Like, this power play was a problem. We are 24th in the league right now. So after firing coaches and getting new coaches and all this stuff, it sits at 24. Tell me, how is this team going to make a push for the Stanley Cup if a power play with Austin Matthews, John Tavares, William Nylander, Morgan Riley, and whoever the hell they decide to put in that spot on this team can't even crack the top 15 in the NHL? There is tons of talent this Leafs team has, and this is a shame that it's ranked this high. The shooting percentage is even worse. The Leafs are the second last team in the NHL with the shooting percentage. Second last. They're literally 31st. That is disgusting for an offensive team. This team has literally got holes all over on a team that should really have none because this is a team that's gone out in the offseason, brought in guys at tons of position, depth around the team, and this is consistent problems. Whether you blame Sheldon Keefe, whether you blame Kyle Dubas, whether you blame the players themselves or management like Brian Shanahan or Brandon Shanahan, sorry, this team is not where it needs to be. And moving forward, they need to fix this. They need to do a total 360. Like this has to go the opposite way because this boat is sinking and it's sinking faster than ever with how stacked this Atlantic division is. Today on the show, Obviously, the mood around here is very angry, disappointing, and hurt to talk about a team that we ever so love. Uh, we're going to have some fans who are also part of Leaf Nation, who are friends of the show. They're going to come on here. They're going to voice their displeasure with this team. Because if you're, if you're a Leafs fan, if you're a Leafs fan and you're listening to this, tell me which one of you guys is going around the city tomorrow rocking your jersey. Which one of you guys is going around the city tomorrow wearing your hat? None. Why? Because this team has been embarrassing, it's been a joke, it's been the laughing stock of the league through these first seven games. I just, I can't even, like, describe the anger coming into the season. That Like, like right now, this is just awful. So, my, high, my, high, my hopes are still high. I believe in this team. I think this team is going to pull it together. They got a Chicago team on Wednesday. Um, Chicago is also kind of in a similar situation. They're not having a great start to the year. But a lot of people are kind of saying, you know, this is the game where the Leafs are going to win. This is, the, this is the game that it's a gimme. If the Leafs are not prepared for Wednesday night, then don't be surprised if they suffer another loss. I'm telling you right now, Chicago is not a team that you're going to want to go into and say, oh, my God, we're going to walk out of here with a W. Why? Because they have Jonathan Taze. Why? Because they just got Seth Jones. Why? Because they have the third overall pick, Kirby Doc. This is a team that is desperate for points. And they are going to come hungry after an awful loss to Detroit last night. 
I think they're going to see Kevin Lankinen in this one. Um, Kevin Lankinen is a goalie that really surprised people last year coming into the season. Uh, he had, you know, a quality campaign. Marc-Andre Fleury is the backup there, the newly acquired goalie uh, from Vegas. Uh, they are rocking a 1-2 split right now, so that's why I'm assuming Lankinen's going to play in that one. Uh, the Leafs need to come out in this game hard, and they need to use their talent and what they're good at, and that's speed and the speed of play they have. So Chicago is a team that's underperforming as well. This can be a team where this can be a game where both teams are really, really going to be in these for these two points. So the Leafs need to come out prepared. I think Matthews is going to have a heck of a game in this one, like you heard this year. Matthews, I think, is going to show up on Wednesday, uh, especially if Kane's in the lineup because that's somebody he said he looks up to. And last time we saw those two go head-to-head at the United Center, it was actually quite the spectacle. I'm sure a lot of you guys know the game I'm referring to. So it's going to be a good one on Wednesday. You know, I still got hope. I'm sure a lot of you guys still got hope out there. It's been a tough start to the season. It's been an angry start to the season. A lot of our emotions are running high, but it is important to believe. Believe now and believe all season long because this team, it's going to turn it around. The dark times are here. They're going to turn it around. So the first guest we're going to have on the show is a friend. His name's Daniel. Um, he's calling in today. Uh, Daniel, welcome to the Battleborn Leafs podcast. What are your thoughts on the season so far? Well, I just want to say uh, thank you for having me here. It's a pleasure. It's an honor. Um, my thoughts on the season so far are it's obviously disappointing, but I still have high hopes just because I've seen what this team can do. And uh, just like ex- with experience, knowing like how hard it is to start a season, I just think it's a lot of a mental game. So I think they'll get out of this pretty quickly. And uh, yeah, I think they'll turn it around. You know, I agree like with everything you just said. This team, this team's best play, we have not even seen a tip of because this, that, that's how bad this first seven games have been. So we all know Matthews, goal-scoring superstar. Marner can make plays that, you know, 90% of the league can't do with his uh, playmaking. Tavares, he's kind of, you know, regressed a bit in a way coming uh, to Toronto and these years going down through, but he's still, you know, a really good offensive player down low and in front of the goal on uh, Willie Nylander actually out of the big four to me has been the most impressive this season um, I know a lot of Leaf fans give the guy some t- trouble a lot of it because it's work ethic I know even I did at the, uh, before we recorded uh, the regular season ones of this show but you know credit to Willie Willie's really stepped up uh, during these dark times but uh, Daniel um, before we let you go also thank you for coming on the show again um the Leafs, the next one's against the Hawks. I want you to say what you think is going to happen in that game. And then if they do win or lose, whatever you project, what's going to happen after that? Well, uh, again, I think it just comes down to how their superstars will perform. Their top offensive guys, I think, like you said, I think Matthews will have a big game just because he finally broke the seal and he is now on the board with goals. I know it took him a couple games last year, and then obviously uh, he um, he got rolling and obviously won the Richard, So, uh, But I think Marner, it's going to take him a couple more games to get into it, so I'm not sure how he'll perform in the Hawks game, but I still think uh, 
that the Leafs will come out stronger and hopefully win. All right, thank you, Dan. Um, the next guest uh, we're going to bring on here is also a friend on the show, and his name is Mitch. He is a Penguins fan who um, he's going to come on here. He's going to tell us a little bit about the Penguins game. Obviously, he's watched this team many times um, after growing up in Pittsburgh and in the city. So, Mitch, welcome to the Battleborn Leafs podcast. We're excited to talk about this one. Although the game was absolutely awful, we were pleasant to have you on the show. And uh, so, what were your thoughts on that game? What's going on, guys? Thank you for <laughs> thank you for having me. Yeah. So, no problem. So, uh, well, from what I remember, the Penguins have a pretty injured lineup, lineup, and uh, yeah, I wasn't expecting them to win. Actually, to be honest with you. Yeah, I know uh, the betting line on that one was not pretty at all uh, for the Penguins. Uh, they actually were really heavy, a heavy favoring the Leafs in this one. Um, although, what else is uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, choking a game to the Penguinless Penguins? Steve Dangle, I'm using your phrase. That is an awesome phrase. The Penguinless Penguins. What what else is a Leaf moment than losing to that? You know, after the errors game, like honestly, I I'm really not surprised, Mitch. Uh, I'm. If you ask me from a hockey standpoint, I am surprised that a team like the Leafs, who are you know projected to be playoff contenders this year, lost to a team with Evan Rodriguez as their opening line center. Yeah, and Drew O'Connor, a prospect signed from the NCAA, put two goals on the board with the Leafs' starting line. That is awful. So, Mitch, thanks for coming back on the show. Uh, it's a pleasure to always have you here. What do you think is wrong with this Leafs team? I know this is a non-biased perspective from you uh, since you're a Penguins fan, but what do you think is wrong with this team? What do you think the problem is? How do you fix it? And what's happening moving forward? Well, I, I definitely think it's their scoring because they're not getting enough out of their top guys that are, well, hit the big bucks. So they got to get more out of offensive firepower. I, I know it's a really early season, but... I mean, I know it's going to click eventually. They're all, all the big four. They're great players. But I think it's just definitely scoring for sure. And you could factor in goaltending too. But I just think the, the main thing is scoring. Yeah. Um, let's go over to you, Ethan. This team moving forward, what do you think is the problem? Is it Kyle Dubas? It is not Kyle Dubas, in my opinion. Just in the future, I do not see where this team's going, you know? Right now, our scoring leader is actually Jason Spezza, number 19 on the Toronto Maple Leafs. A 38-year-old scoring leader, you know? Over over guys like Matthews, Marner, Nylander, you know? It's kind of embarrassing in total. I just want to see these guys perform how they're supposed to. Click, as uh, Mitchell said. And, you know, Josh, what do you think? Um, I think, you know, you could state that this might be an overreaction. Uh, so far through these first seven games. A lot of the time, and obviously me and a regular host, Bryson, I am the optimistic one. He's more of the real-life kind of answer. So many of you are probably wondering, where is Bryson today? Well, we got some good news. Bryson will be on the show. We just want to give some screen time to Ethan today who is another host of the show. So, I know you guys are all waiting. It's time to welcome Bryson. 
the other host, back on the show here. Bryson, Leaf Nation has been awaiting your answers. What is happening through these first seven games? This team sucks. They, they really suck. They've been through the amount of games they've been through. I don't need to see the stats. I don't need to see the stats. The amount of times that they show up and can't perform when it matters is the problem with this team. I mean, when you look at the regular season, I honestly don't care about the regular season at this point. What you need is a playoff win. You need to win a playoff round, and I've been saying that for the past two episodes, Josh. You know this. But at this point, nothing surprises me. And um, unfortunately, we have seen the consequences of their play. We have seen what has happened ever since they have played American teams. Not so good. And uh, when you talk about that back-to-back on Friday, Saturday, and San Jose on the Friday, a perfect opportunity to get four points in uh, back-to-back games between San Jose and then Pittsburgh, who you guys mentioned it earlier. Who, who did Pittsburgh have? Evan, Evan Rodriguez is the first-line center. So that's the issue there for me. Um, the question for me is, you know, if they do get out of this, how long do they go on a run for? I, I really don't know because, you know, you have a game coming up this Wednesday in Chicago. That's another team who struggled. You guys covered that. But as far as I'm concerned, that also leads up to a potential trap game because of how the Leafs have been playing. Uh, Mitch Marner has been lost. Uh, it seems that he is still stuck in his playoff form from last season. Uh, John Tavares is also off to a slow start. Austin Matthews is the only one who I don't think anyone's really worried about, despite a slow start, but he got on the board tonight for his 200th goal. So that was obviously good to see. So besides Austin Matthews, I don't think uh, he's a concern. But besides him, you have a lot of question marks. I mean, Sheldon Keefe also, you know, is he doing a good enough job? I'm not sure. I know that he recently changed all the lines and put them into a blender and finally kind of got Nick Ritchie off the first line because that has been something that fans have been questioning the entire season pretty much based off the first game is why is Nick Ritchie still there? And they finally take him off. They have him on the fourth line now. But there's just a lot of question marks. And uh, unfortunately, this is one of the worst starts that they've actually been, ever been off to. Because October is usually this team's month. They usually come out in October. They play pretty well. And uh, that's the way it seemed. I mean, ever since they started off playing against the Canadian teams, you had Ottawa a couple times. I know you lost Ottawa, but you got them. You got Montreal. And all of a sudden, ever since they began playing these American teams, it's just um, completely hit rock bottom for them. So... How they respond is a good question, but unfortunately to me, because I still think they will respond, and I'm sure they do have the talent to do so, it still goes on long-term for me of how they, even if they get to a playoff spot, who knows if that's even a lock at this point. If they do, how are they going to get over that hump? And that's the same question. That's the same question that people continue to ask for basically you know, time and time, or time, and time again. So that's my main concern, and there's just a lot of things that aren't going right for this team. I don't think really anything is going right. I know Jack Campbell as well had a great start, and all of a sudden he's kind of slowed down the past few games. His uh, Peter Morazic, who's supposed to be kind of splitting starts with him, is injured. There's been a lot that's been going on since we last recorded. So, I mean, they have a lot to overcome, that's for sure. But at this point, they've given me no signs of faith at all for them to slowly turn it around. Or, you know, I'm sure they eventually will. But like I said, it, it, to me, it's getting over that hump in the, the playoffs. But at this rate, who knows if they're going to get there. Thank you. Yes, and uh, you said a lot of good points there. Um, a problem with uh, this team right now is they seem to just be lost, and that's from all positions and all players throughout management. Uh, they just they don't look locked in or uh, really on their game. So it looks like it's kind of a mental thing, which was something that 
a lot of people are on Marner's case about if he has trouble with, you know, getting in his own head. And a lot of people brought up social media and if he gets in his own head through that. Um, as the optimistic one, Bryson, I'm going to say I kind of like when these teams hit their adversity extremely early on in the season. Why? Because you don't want to hit this problem when you're in a playoff stretch, right? So we look at teams like the St. Louis Blues, who they were actually dead last for a long time when they won their Stanley Cup at the beginning of the regular season. They overcame adversity. They got hot at the right time. They went on a huge stretch run down the season, thanks to uh, Bennington, New York region guy, um, almost from our hometown. You know, he really stepped up big for them. Another team is the Penguins. I know when the Penguins won their cup in uh, 2016, they also had an awful start to the season. They got rid of coach Mike Johnson, brought in Mike Sullivan, and then he's hit them on a run. So I know we see these stories all the time with teams that they have slow starts. Uh, it, it's in any sport, really. We look at last year, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Them, too, after getting Tom Brady, had a slow start. So I kind of like when these teams have to fight adversity this early on because it kind of propels them throughout the season that they have the talent to get over these kind of situations, that they got over this hump. It brought out the best in the team so early on. Um, right now, there's no real hopes of, uh, you know, turning this around, really. I know I was being the optimistic one, but it's going to come. Eventually, we're going to see it. Um, Austin Matthews, like you said, we got no worries. Mitch Marner, he's pretty solid, but right now we haven't seen it. One point through like six game or seven games is absolutely awful. It is disgusting. It hurts to see. It really, really burns my eyes looking at his stats right now. Zero goals through seven, one point, one assist. Uh, William Nylander has been the best Leaf on this team out of the big four, which, you know, who would have said that in the regular season? Because, you know, Nylander's been the one to step up in the playoffs. And it's been Matthews and Barner's show in this regular season. But it looks like we're already back in playoff form through these first seven games. And that is choking and just being a mess all over the ice. Uh, so I agree totally with getting over that hump right now. That is not, you know, putting faith into any Leaf fan, like really giving them hope that they're going to get over the first round. I think a lot of people are actually overlooking um, the Eastern Conference in general. A lot of people are saying, oh, the Leafs might get into a wild card spot. I think Leafs are sleeping on teams like the New York Rangers, the Philadelphia Flyers, heck, the Penguins, who literally just won 7-1 without their firepower. Um, Washington, I know everybody says, oh, that team's aging. Washington will still beat any team on any given night. Alex Ovechkin looks like he's playing, like he's like 25 again. I think he just scored like another goal tonight. So he's absolutely on fire. Um, Carolina Hurricanes, like them too. Like you, you really can't say that any Atlantic team is going to get a playoff spot in the wild card because this Eastern Conference is just so heavy with favorites the cup so i think leafs fans and leaf nation are kind of saying you know you know oh we're gonna get the wild card spot no 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 playoffs right now are slowly fading away and i know so early in the season is ridiculous to a lot of people for me to say that my friends when we get to april and remember the season's a little longer this year so it's gonna be going into may uh when we see the playoffs you're gonna be six five you know, two, 
points out of a you know a wild card spot with these teams who are battling. Like even I know everybody was saying that uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets are really a dumpster fire this year. The Columbus Blue Jackets are on fire to start the season. Patrick Laine is starting to show signs of his old Winnipeg form. Boone Jenner, yes, Boone Jenner, the veteran, is actually having one of his best starts of the season he's ever had. So that Winnipeg team, I know they might not have, I mean, uh, that Columbus team might not have the firepower to continue all the way through, but they have had a quite the, the impressive start to the season. So you can't just rule out these teams. And Detroit too. Detroit just beat Chicago. Lucas Raymond, who's probably going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. Um, you know, there, there's just holes all over this team. Uh, so to say that they're going to get a spot like automatically in a wild card, you really got to watch because uh, there's a like a bunch of teams from both divisions, Metro and the Atlantic, that can take those spots easily. And right now the Leafs look like maybe the the least likely to jump over that into wild card spot out of those teams I just mentioned. Uh, so Ethan, before we get on our next uh, friend of the show who's going to come on and voice their displeasures with this start. Uh, tell me, is Jack Campbell a problem right now, or are the Leafs okay? Going into the future, I think Jack Campbell is a problem, you know? He was never really a starter, and I think he's just too nervous in general to be starting for the Toronto Maple Leafs. So I think we need to find another asset for the Leafs that could start and shut down, you know, just everything, you know? So, back to you, Josh. Um, I mean, I would say the same if they didn't sign Morazic to that big of a contract that they did. Uh, they obviously really can't go out into the market and find a replacement and goal, especially this early. That'd be a huge overreaction. Sorry, Ethan. But they're going to have to look from within. And, you know, Hutchinson is not the answer. Relax, Leafs Nation. Hutchinson is not the answer. Although he did play good for Colorado in the playoffs. He is not the answer. Relax. But when Ian Scott comes back, maybe that's our guy. Hey, I'm just going to end it there. Maybe Ian Scott's our guy. Maybe we get lucky with that one. Top prospect. Um, we'll see. But uh, that's, that's just answering you, Ethan. Let's uh, get our next uh, friend of the show on here, Matthew, who you guys are going to be hearing a lot of moving forward with the show. Um, he is uh, going to be helping us out sometimes. So, Matthew, welcome to the Battleborn Leafs podcast, your debut here today. What is wrong with this Maple Leafs team, and what would you do to fix it? You know what, I just want to say uh, thank you for having me. And uh, you know what, I think what's wrong is uh, the superstars, honestly. You pay uh, like top money for these top dogs, Matthews, Marner, and uh, well, other than Marner scoring his goal today, or Matthews, sorry, uh, Marner obviously not performing. I also just want to give a huge shout out to Jason Spezza, fantastic player. Right on. Um, any other words from you guys? Oh, I totally agree, Matthew. You're right. The the big four, the core four, has been having an abysmal start besides Willie Stiles. Uh, Jason Spezza has been playing like he did in his Ottawa days, which is, if that's not a red, red flag for you all, then I seriously ask yourself to look yourself in the mirror because Jason Spezza should not be the franchise center what he's been through the first seven games. That's a joke. He's playing on the fourth line. And this guy's 38 years old, literally paying for free. Like, he, he is paying 
he's getting paid like league minimum, and this guy for some reason has looked like Jason Spezza from Ottawa. That's a problem. That's a real problem. That is a problem where you got to look yourself in the mirror, and you got to say, you know, we got to pick up our socks because this is not going to cut it. Because I'm telling you, when these other teams come rolling into Toronto, they're going to leave with these two points, and they are going to laugh because we got Boston coming here soon. We got the Vegas Golden Knights. We got the LA Kings. We've Kopitar's been on fire. The schedule ahead is not very pretty. And I know people are like, you know, it's been a tough start. Maybe they'll get over the hump. The guy's coming. I know we have a home stretch coming up starting on Saturday. But, like, this is not, like, a schedule that's getting any easier. And especially when Boston comes to town in the future. So, they really got to turn this one around fast because the playoffs are slipping. And I know it is crazy to say this early, but we're seven games in with two wins and one overtime loss. So that's that's a problem. We're seven games right now. That's 17 points available, and the Leafs have five. Yeah. Leafs have five through 17. The Leafs have five through 17. Five. Five, folks. Five. Five points. And four of those five have come against Canadian teams. It is so frustrating. It is so frustrating. Like, honestly, <laughs> like four points come against Canadian. It's a joke. It is. And I'm so sorry, Leafs Nation, that we're going through this again. But they have four points against Canadian opposition. That is awful. And it's disgusting. And Sid Sixero, like, you must be, like, losing your mind. Anybody in Leafs Nation is going to be losing their mind. Steve Dangle, I've watched all of it. You must be losing your mind. Four points out of 17, and four are against the Canadian team out of the five. That is awful. So, Matthew, thank you for coming on the show. Before we, before we let you go here, we just have one more question. Of course. Is Kyle Dubas a problem? Uh, you know what? I don't think it's uh, – I don't think Kyle Dubas is a problem. Um, I don't know what the problem is. That's, that's a tough one to decide on. Yeah. I don't know. Back to you. Thanks for having me. All right. So before, as we end off with our final guest, um, this is actually our Battleborn Leafs head prospect of development guy, Carson Klein, who is specializing in OHL and <laughs> prospect development. Um, he is going to be here for draft coverage with me and all other stuff regarding Leafs prospects. So right now, Carson has some news, which isn't so breaking, but we're just going to get his perspective on something very crucial to the Toronto Maple Leafs. So Carson, this is your debut. You're going to have a big part on this show, being the head prospect guy with me when the draft rolls around and when we talk prospects. So Carson, drop your news bomb. What's up, folks? I'm here. And I just think that Robertson is not the best Leaf prospect. And I think Amirov will actually be better than him. And that's uh, a statement that we've spoken a lot about here off uh, recording. And, you know, I'm not going to say full confidently that it is Amirov like Carson just did. But, uh, yeah, so Carson, who is our head prospect guy, believes that the Nick Robertson uh, hype um, the saga should be coming to an end because he's uh, watched a couple games overseas and he says Rom uh, Ramirov, uh, sorry, Rodin Amirov, um, is the kind of guy that will 
uh, actually make an impact on this team. Uh, they did get that pick from the Pittsburgh Penguins in the Kapanen trade. Um, Carson, what is it that you like about Amirov over Nick? I think Amirov has a lot more strength and a lot more just capabilities to his game. He has a lot more potential inside his four abilities. And I think just Nick can be a bit sluggish at times. His effort looks a bit, yeah, a bit weak at times. And I think he just needs to put a bit more work ethic into it and just improve an overall game. Yeah, that I do agree with on those parts there. Um, Robertson, whose brother Jason on the Dallas Stars, actually had quite the campaign uh, last season. Uh, sh- maybe should have been Rookie of the Year. I know a lot of people are unhappy with Kaprizov due to his age and how much time he spent with uh, the KHL. But so now we're gonna like now I want to ask Robertson. A lot of people have made the comment that his brother didn't peak until he was. Uh, the certain age of 23. Do you think the same is going to happen with Nick, or is it certainly time to panic as he gets older and now he is out for 10 weeks? I think Jason is a special talent. Uh, I don't think Nick is that special. Jason showed potential when he was back in the Kingston Frontenacs organization in the OHL. Um, he showed that he actually was capable to go and carry a team, was capable to be like a top-end force for them, but I think Nick doesn't really seem that way, and I think he just seems... Just like he shies away from the competition, doesn't really like, like press forward with it, and doesn't really go like right at the challenge. He kind of will be sluggish and just kind of be there, be floating around the ice. That is an A plus, uh, you know, report on Nick. I totally agree with the exact same. I think Nick has shown some clear signs uh, that Leafs Nation might need to panic. Um, so thank you, Carson, for coming on the show, uh, our head prospect guy here at Battleborn Leafs. As I said, you will see him here around the draft and when uh, we decide to talk about Leafs prospects throughout the year. So Carson is an official uh, person of the show that is going to be with us moving forward. So as we wrap up this episode, um, I know a lot of people are going to be asking, why didn't I really answer this question, which is how do we fix this problem and how do we address it? So... This is why I wanted to wrap it up with this. This Leafs problem and the way the cap has been laid out, the Leafs can't go with outside the organization. They can't try and seek help from other teams. They can't go and add with a limited cap space that they do. Otherwise, they'd have to move out some very, uh, very hefty contracts. And right now, those contracts are not ones that you see traded during the regular season. Those are more off-season deals. I know a lot of people are screaming to trade Mitch Marner. Okay, that's an overreaction. You guys got to relax on that. Nobody's going to say, give me Mitch Marner right now. This is not your fantasy league where it's like buy low. Like nobody's taking Marner with one assist through seven games and giving you a valuable return. Unless you guys want Josh Manson. Like if you're going to be happy with that, then you're just a casual fan. Because I'm telling you right now, nobody's going to say, give me Marner in his contract with 1.37. So how do we fix this? My answer is going to be very simple. And that is mentally. If the Leafs do not win this battle and win this adversity, power through by themselves, then this team is not making the playoffs. This team has a very, very low ceiling if they do not push through this themselves. Like I said, you can't go on the outside and add players 
Um, we have very little draft capital this season with three picks, so it's not like we can go out there and, you know, trade for players that people are paying still. And the prospects right now, I know the Marlies are starting to, you know, show a little bit signs of hope. Diarga Chinsev is pretty good. Uh, Philip Kral has been pretty good this year. Uh, Mikhail Abramov is still a couple years away. So those prospects aren't really ready yet to make a massive impact. I think this is going to be totally on Mitch Marner finding his stride again, which he just looks like he has no confidence on that ice right now. He looks like he's in his own head. He needs to get out there really quickly. He needs to look himself in the mirror. Morgan Riley needs to be reminded that he's playing in a contract year right now because right now if that is not cutting it and what the money he's going to ask for, his play is not shown. I'm sorry if you're a huge Riley fan. His play so far throughout the season defensively has not been up to par at all for a top defenseman. John Tavares pretty much said that he should be a lock for Team Canada before the season began. He hasn't even looked anything of to what we're used to with John. I don't know what it is. Uh, maybe it's just some off-season rust, but that is, you know, as he ages, that is, you know, red flags all over the place. And Matthews. Matthews scored tonight, kind of broke the hump. Um, you know, he got one past uh, former Leaf, Freddie Anderson. Maybe that will kind of give him a jump in his stride as we head into Chicago. Like I said, I expect him to have a big game. But Matthews needs to play with the player we saw last year. Because if we do not get last year's Matthews or last year's regular season Marner for this regular season, this Leafs team is not going to make the postseason. We still got Florida, we got Tampa, we got Boston in this division. And right now, the Leafs are nowhere near any of those calibers. So the Leafs need to turn this around on their own. Ethan, before we head over to Bryson, do you agree or do you think, like, how do you think the Leafs get out of this one? You know, it's all about mental. You know, I just, we need them to click, and that's not what they're doing right now. It's a very tough uh, decision to make, and uh, overall, it's hard to talk about, you know? So, yep, I agree. This is 100% uh, mental, and they need to overcome this within. And that starts with Sheldon Keefe as well. Sheldon needs to get a hold of this group. Kyle, although I said you guys know how much of a fan I am of him, he needs to turn this around too. Management is a big factor in this. Um, they really need to pull together and to believe in themselves because when this team believes in themselves, I think they are dangerous. I think they're fast and they can play a good game. They can beat Boston or Tampa or Florida on any given night when they are all there. We've seen it in seasons prior. This Leafs team is showing us zero of of the potential they have. We have not seen a thing. Nick Ritchie, I'm still waiting for him. This has been an awful seven games from. I think he's still pointless. So Rich, the machine, needs to get it going because I was really high on him coming into this year. Michael Bunting's kind of had, you know, the brakes put on his offensive splurge, what we saw drip through the preseason into this year. Those are starting to get dry now, although he did get the assist on Matthews' goal. I do like that line, by the way, Matthews, Bunting, and Nylander. But this team needs some massive fixing because right now they have five points, like I said, out of 17. So let's pass over to Bryson. Bryson, before we end off the show, the floor is yours. 
Yeah, I just think the moral of the story so far is that nothing is guaranteed going forward, and that includes a playoff spot. And I remember talking about uh, talking to you about this a few weeks ago. Is in early season predictions, I didn't have the Maple Leafs uh, coming top three in the Atlantic. I had them as a wild card team, if anything, of being generous. But we will see uh, what transpires from there. I mean, they have a lot to go through still. Uh, the road trip continues throughout the rest of the week. Chicago on Wednesday before they return home. Uh, on Saturday against the Detroit Red Wings. So I guess until then, we will wrap things up. And uh, special thanks to Ethan for uh, stepping in today as one of the co-hosts. Appreciate that, Ethan. And as, as well, uh, shout out to all of our guests who showed up today. That includes Daniel Gaeta, Mitchell Weatherall, Matthew Pelan, and of course, the head of prospects at this uh, Battleborn Leafs podcast, Carson Klein. Appreciate everyone coming on today. And of course, you can follow our Instagram at Battleborn Leafs Pod, and we will be back. For another episode next week, I will be back with Josh alongside. And uh, until then, we'll catch you next time.